welcome to Hitcher Fireplace and Patio High School Sports Weekly, where we will cover the past, take a look at the present, forecast the future of high school sports in Adams Wells County. So sit back and relax and join yours truly, Bob Adams, along with Rex Brewer, for your 19 of Hitcher Show's High School Sports Weekly. Note the opinions expressed by Bob and Rex are theirs alone and do not reflect the opinions of WZBD at Stafford Sponsors. Hitzer Fireplace and Outdoor Patio Solutions is your trusted fire design, outdoor living, and barbecue experts. Looking at a fresh remodel project or new construction? Be sure to check out Hitzer Fireplace Designs and Outdoor Living. Conventional or modern, we have the designs to fit every need. New stone siding or outdoor entertainment, Hitzer builds to your desire. Hitzer built patios, pergolas, outdoor kitchens, accompanied with a new green egg smoker, Louisiana pellet grill, or Saber gas grill can't be matched. Visit us for your custom design solutions. Are you doing some home improvements? Come to Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza for a rental equipment to make your project easier. For concrete work, we have a power trowel, concrete finish tools, and walk-behind concrete saws. For yard projects, rent a sod cutter, an overseeder, or aerator. Installing pavers? Use the plate compactor and block saw. Your locally owned hardware store in the same location for 46 years. Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza. Your do-it-best store. Your health is of utmost importance to the Adams Memorial Hospital family, and there's no need to travel for most procedures. Services provided by Adams General Surgery with Dr. Lindsay Hardley, members of the Adams Health Network at Adams Memorial Hospital. Ask your physician for a referral or call 260-728-3928 for an appointment. Visit www.adamshospital.org for a complete list of services. Adams Memorial. Exceptional care close to you. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Welcome back to Hitcher Fireplace and Patio High School Sports Weekly. I still got to look that up. I do, too. Change the name on me after 19 years, I'll tell you. They shouldn't do that to an old man. Welcome, it's everybody. It's their show. They can yeah, change their name if true. they want, Bob. That is true. They they pay for it. Yeah. So. I'm Bob Adams. Yeah, I'm the other guy. <laughs> and... Uh, Rex, you know, it's hard to believe, but the, the fall sports are really starting to wind down now. I see there's uh, the end of next week, there's a couple of sections and, going on. And the thing is that there's so many sports this fall. We've been doubling up with boys and girls cross country to make sure we get all, all the teams in because we'll get to, we'll have tennis to go through, and we've got volleyball season going right now. And I mean, it, soccer, boys and girls soccer, and, and we've had golf on, so we're trying to squeeze them all in, make sure everybody gets covered for the three Adams County schools. Okay. Why don't you hand the microphone to Clint? And our guests tonight are the uh, is the South Adams are the South Adams boys and girls cross country teams, and their coach Clint Anderson. And first of all, welcome and thanks for coming up. Good to be back. 
How many times have you been up here? How many years have you had it? <laughs> 19. <laughs> so maybe 25. Okay, I'd believe it. <laughs> sure, why not? Always glad to have you. Tell us a little bit about your team this year. Um, we've got a good group. You know, our numbers aren't as high as they have been in the past. Um, we've got seven boys and seven girls. So, you know, everybody has to step up night in and night out. Um, but it's been a good group to work with. They're working hard. And, um, you know, we've had some weather issues here early on. We had one meet that was completely washed out. They had started the high school girls race and then had to stop it after about a mile because of lightning. And then last weekend was one of the more interesting meets yeah. we've ever seen. I was out in that. It was kind of miserable. Yeah, that was by the end of the day, the middle school kids ran last and you know, some of them are short enough, their heads just stick up out of the mud. <laughs> but uh, we've had an interesting go weather-wise. So, you know, maybe here over the next couple of weeks, things will clear up and kids can really see what they've been working towards. Okay. Well, we'll uh, get back to you here in a little bit. We're going to take a look at the uh, week that was in high school sports. Uh, Dakota Frauheiger from Adam Central was named the Heartland Collegiate Athlete Conference Player of the Week. He had 15 tackles, including 10 solo tackles. In a 28-13 Anderson loss to North Park, Bailey McIntyre finished 12th overall and was the uh, fourth Purdue runner to finish in the uh, Crusader Invitational at Valparaiso. Uh, Olivia Von Gutten of South Adams is now running cross-country at Huntington University, and Bluffton's football team had to forfeit its uh, first two wins after using an uh, ineligible player. That was the same thing that happened to uh, Southern Wells just a week or so ago. Wednesday night volleyball, it was Carroll edging Belmont in uh, five. Tennis, it was Carroll beating Bluffton four to one. Girls soccer, Norwell, uh, here you go, Rex, here's your score. Norwell 13, New Haven nothing. Yeah, that's what's called blowout. Yeah. my We saw, uh, I was I was doing some scores last week, and there was a, uh, oh, I know, the, the Manchester football team got beat 50 to nothing, and my wife asked me if that was soccer. Yeah, my, my son's Manchester team, they won 11 to nothing the other day. So, same thing. Yes. Uh, golf, Leo beat Norwell 174-186. New Haven was uh, third in that meet with a 370. South Adams beat Adam Central uh, 202, 202 to 203. Claire Anderson with a 38 for Adam Central, new school record. Talked a little bit to Seth about this, and uh, I think when the uh, when Claire Anderson come in with that 38 uh they were 17 strokes up, Adam Central was. And the very, the, the fifth place, when the fifth place scores come in, they won by one. Hmm. So, nice comeback by Adam Central. Or, excuse me, by South Adams. Tennis on Thursday, it was Carroll over AC 4-1. to one. Norwell beat Belmont 3-2. to two. Uh, Volleyball, New Haven beat Adam Central in four. South Adams beat Bluffton in three. Norwell beat Blackford in four. Golf, it was uh, Norwell 189, Heritage 202, Bluffton 218. And Winchester beat South Adams 197 to 234. Boys soccer, it was uh, Norwell 2, New Haven 1 in overtime. Girls soccer, it was Belmont 4, Blackford nothing. Friday night football, Adams Central all, all over Jay County 41 to nothing. Norwell beat Belmont 19 to 13. That was our game of the week. Woodland over Bluffton 49-21. And Monroe Central beat uh, Southern Wells 26 to nothing. And South Adams fell behind 20 to nothing at halftime and come back to score 34. Five straight points there in the second half and one. Yeah, I texted Grant Mosher and said, "What was happening in the first quarter, first half?" He goes, "I don't know." <laughs> he said, "But it was crazy finish." 
Golf in the uh, Northeast State, DeKalb was first, Columbia City second, Huntington North third, Leo fourth, Norwell fifth, East Snowball sixth, Belmont seventh, New Haven eight. Uh, a lot of things got rained out then on Saturday, um, looking down through here. Uh, volleyball Bluffton was at uh, the Wabash Invitational, as was South Adams. South Adams beat Taylor and University and uh, finished second as they lost to Wabash. Golf on Monday, the ACAC meet. Heritage was first, Jay County second, Bluffton third, Adams Central fourth, Southern Wells fifth, South Adams sixth, Woodland seventh. Tennis on Monday, it was Bluffton over Norwell, five nothing, Dwinger over Belmont by the same score. Boys soccer, Heritage beat South Adams seven to zip, East Noble over Norwell, five to one. Be uh, girls soccer, Belmont keeps on winning and uh, looks like they're going to win the conference again, Rex. They, they beat Leo three to one. Norwell beat East Noble 2-0. South Adams beat Heritage 2-0. Volleyball with Manchester over Bluffton in three. Eastbrook over Norwell in four. And the uh, fourth game in that uh, particular match went 32-30. Uh, That's a couple of extra rounds. Yeah, just a couple extra, yeah. Uh, <coughs> South Adams beat Blackhawk in three, and Southern Wells beat Blackford in five. Tuesday night, uh, tennis, Adams Central over Jay County 5-zip. DeKalb beat Belmont 3-2. Norwell over New Haven 4-1, and Cam Canterbury beat Bluffton by the same score. In uh, volleyball, it was Jake County over Adams Central in four, Woodland over Bluffton in four, and Heritage beat Southern Wells in three. Girls soccer, it was Eastbrook over Norwell 2-0. Golf, South Adams beat New Haven 214-259, and that was the week that was in high school sports. And for our player of the week this week, our True Value Hardware Just Right Rental Performer of the Week. I think we'll have to go with uh, the girl from Adams Central for shooting a uh, 38 in her South Adams match. And let me find her name again here. I'm getting old and senile and I forget these things. Claire Anderson, by the way, 38. So congratulations. We'll take a break. Be back with our special guest right after this. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graeber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. Even though we print worldwide, we are most proud of you, our friends, neighbors, and associates that make Mind's Eye Graphics a world leader in screen printing and embroidery. Hi, this is Greg Kitson, and on behalf of our staff and myself, I want to say thank you for making Decatur and Adams County a great community to live and work. Please think of us at Mind's Eye, 1019 West Commerce Drive, for all your screen printing and embroidery needs. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Did a monkey pick your pocket and steal your keys? Did a bomo scare you and run off with your keys? Did a ghost spook you and cause you to drop your keys down a sewer grate? Oh. 
Did the National Guard run over your keys with a tank? If any of this happened to you, or if you just need some lock work done, a safe combination change, or some keys made, then call Bob's Locksmith Shop. That's Bob's Locksmith Shop at 724-3359, Adams County's only full-time locksmith. Welcome back to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports and Patio Fireplace Weekly. Close. Hey, as long you as had I got everything in. You had some of the right words in there. There you go. Not in the right order, but there you had you all the right words. It's now time for our <laughs> special guest segment. And we've got up uh, Clint Anderson and his uh, cross-country teams. Both boys and girls Both up here tonight. We girls, have two so boys and uh, two young ladies with us. So I hand the mic back to Clint for a few minutes. And uh, So, uh, Clint, how, how is your season going this year? Wet. Wet. It's wet. Yep. <laughs> you know, it rains a couple of days and that's all you remember. Right, right. Well, it's it's been fairly wet. The first meet we went down to Shelbyville, and you know it's a long drive. We get the whole way down there. We're driving through fog, so we weren't exactly sure what we were going to get when we got there. The fog kind of lifted, then it came back. There was a little bit of a drizzle off and on, and then for a little bit, the sun came out and heated it all up. And then, so that was you know that wasn't really the ideal day. Um, then we followed that up with a trip to Salina, and that was the one that got, we, it was just lightning, basically, from the time they started on, so we had to come home from that one and didn't get a run. And then we followed that up with a trip to Greenville. Forecast looked like a good day, um, but there were a couple pretty good rain showers went through, some some lightning and some thunder that caused the delay. And then last week, obviously, you know, it was Noah's Ark-type weather all weekend. And so we were running on what is typically the fastest course in the state and turned out to be probably the <laughs> slowest it's ever been. So it's been, a, it's been an eventful season. It's, it's not one that I've seen before. Um, you know, we've seen rainy weather. I mean, anybody that comes to the South Adams Invitational or any meet that we host for that matter um, pretty used to getting rain when they come to our place but uh, you know it's usually that's the meet every season that we get washed out or get a lot of rain and this year it's been everything pretty much so far so you know hopefully we catch a break here I mean like I said earlier the, the kids train pretty hard and you know, you don't really get to see the fruits of your labor when the conditions are always sloppy. So, you know, it'd be for their sake, I'd like for things to, you know, at least a couple times here in the next few weeks clear up so they can kind of see where they're at because you don't get a real good feel. You know, the meet at uh, Marion last week, you got an idea of how they can compete, but I know that all of them like to see what the finish clock says when they cross the finish line. It's not as important to me, but I, I know that that's, that's motivating to them to see those quicker times and it keeps them fueled up and keeps them working hard. You know, uh, we, we've talked in, in the past up here about how lousy spring weather usually is, you know, until you get into, you get through April and into May, maybe toward the end of May, the weather kind of generally clears up a little bit, but, uh, all these people that play fall sports, they start out as hot and humid. Mm -hmm. And then you, you usually get a period of time that, you know, maybe three, four weeks where the, the weather's actually pretty decent. 
and then you get into it, it's a little cooler maybe you know and, and then you get some rain and you start getting the the fall storms and stuff like that but uh, this year it seems like every you know we've had rain for forever or cloudy skies you look out there today and it's dreary and that that's got a i know it affects me it's surely got to affect some of the the uh, you know the per- performance of some of these runners particularly yeah. when they're out running in the mud sure sure temperature wise actually here lately hasn't been bad yeah. it's just the footing you know you, you got to have something to push your foot off of and when it's <laughs> sloppy and slimy and oozes all over when you put your foot down yeah. it's it's kind of hard to get any traction. We've seen that a lot of football games this year when, you know, people go to make a cut and their feet just slide out from underneath them. And, right. You know, just I, I don't know what you do about it, but you, you just got to live with it. And yeah. I saw something last weekend at a meet that I've never seen before. And, you know, a lot of meets they typically have a lead cart that goes around and guides the kids around the course. And it's, it's especially necessary at Marion because they don't use flags or anything like that. They just have a – mode path or a line that you follow as you go around but as the middle school kids were running it, the ground had just become so churned up I mean it looked like gravy in sections it just looked like eight inches of thick gravy laying on the ground and so when the gator would go through he would actually carve through that stuff and so when the kids would get up to those spots all of a sudden it'd go from a pack of kids racing each other to single file lines following in those tire tracks. There wasn't any passing going on for a while. They just, you know, they wanted to have something solid to stand (laughs) on basically. So it's, it's been interesting. Okay. Well, why don't you pass the microphone along there and we'll talk to some of your runners. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Trey Lehman. I'm a junior at South Adams for, obviously, the high school cross-country team. And your parents are? Trent and Kathy Lehman. You may know my dad particularly well. Yes, he usually visits the press box when we're at South Adams. and usually comes up to see if there's any pizza left over at halftime, usually. <laughs> but uh, Bob and I have taken care of that, and we've made sure that there was none left. But yeah, uh, that best pizza is that little cheese that's stuck there in between the t- that peel that off, get a little cardboard on it. That's the best piece right there. <laughs> but uh, how long have you been running cross country? Uh, I've been running since third grade. Fourth grade, I played football. I don't like to talk about that, but uh, I've been play- I've been running cross country ever since. Um, did you have other family members that kind of got you into, or what kind of led you into the sport? I don't remember much because it's third grade and my parents were like, hey, you should do a fall, a fall sport. You were still and eating paste at that time, so, yeah. Yeah. Then I just kind of stuck with it. My sister did it um, all through high school, and she's graduated this last year. So now it's I'm the only layman doing it right now. Now, do you have other sports you participate in? Uh, yeah, I do track in the in the uh, spring, mm-hmm. too. You know, same coach. It's pretty nice. Kinda so almost you, like conditioning for cross country. So you can't get away from him, so. <laughs> no. Uh, any other activities outside of school that you participate in? Yeah, I'm really uh, vested in music, and I, I'm part of the acapella choir, jazz band, uh, concert band, marching band, pep band, and the musical. So you thought I was kidding before when I said you guys could sing up here. You can sing if you want. I mean, if you want to rip well, out a couple of bars. but <laughs> Thanks for the offer, but yeah. I'm going to have to take a pass. I, got, I told him earlier, so it all pays the same whether you sing or not, so it, it doesn't pay extra. Um what class are you, are you in, you say? Junior. You're a junior. Um, not too early to start thinking about it. Do you have plans for after school? 
Well, I've been thinking about going to Ball State for architecture because uh, I like designing things, and I'm pretty good at math and geometry, so I thought I could put the two strengths together. Architecture seemed like a good one. Now, Bob and I usually put one of these questions in there once in a while. Um, is there a historic moment or one of your best favorite moments in sports in your career? Hmm. Well, I did do swimming, and uh, eighth grade year, it was a highlight of mine when I won the 50 freestyle in eighth grade in ACAC. That was that was pretty good for me. Were like you that, that tall in eighth grade? Almost. I was going to say, 50, you just Not quite. fall in and touch your side <laughs> there. But um, Let's see. Um, oh, look there. <laughs> Um, you said you had a sister that run that that ran for. Did she enjoy running for coach? Uh? Yeah, that was uh, the thing about cross country. Uh, this program specifically is that it like draws you in and then you stay. Some people, you know, because like the family aspect, we're we're pretty uh, tightly knit together. And it's just a good program program to be involved with, even if even if you don't love running running all that much. You just kind of stay with it. All right. Why don't you pass the microphone to the next gentleman? Tell us your name, please. Uh, Clancy McIntyre. Clancy McIntyre. Would you be related to the other McIntyre we were talking about earlier? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. We're done mentioning his name. I, I won't right, ask you any more, right. okay? <laughs> How long you been running? Um, uh, since fifth grade, I started grasshoppers. I don't know if you'd really count that, but. That's when I started running. Hey, if you're running, you're running. It doesn't make any difference yeah, who you're I running guess. for. Okay. Who are your parents? I forgot to ask you that. Uh, Jenny and Bill McIntyre. Okay. What uh, did I ask you? What got what got you attracted to running? What made you want to run? I don't know. I guess it's just the family business. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Why not? We've seen we've seen family up here before. So, yeah. Um, what uh, what would you think? What would what's been the highlight of your sports career so far? Um, probably in eighth grade, I had a pretty good year, and I got second at ACAC. That was pretty cool. That's neat. Uh, did it take much recruit, recruit, recruiting from Clint to get you to come out? Not really. I guess it was just, like, a thing that I knew that, like, cross country was something that I had to do, and then once I started it, I liked it, but. <laughs> You know, um, the uh, girls coach at, at Belmont, he, he uh, and they've even got, I, I even saw it on some of their shirts, it's, uh, come, out, come on out and run, it'll be fun. And I asked him one time, I said, now do you tell it to those girls when they're, you know, bent over puking after they get done running? He said, oh, yeah. So, uh, so I, I don't know how much fun it is, but. Uh, like yes. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, what what do you like best about being a member of the cross country team? Uh, well, I like uh, hanging out with like friends and stuff, and you get like races. I guess are fun if you're winning, and it's good weather. But the best part is probably just like hanging out with friends and like the stuff during the meet when we're not running. <laughs> <laughs> snacks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> snacks. So. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're a freshman this year? Uh, yeah. No, so I'm a sophomore. Oh, you're a sophomore. I'm sorry. Yeah, talked him into it. Yeah. So, so uh, 
what what uh, uh, what kind of courses are you taking, and have you thought what you might want to be? I know you've got a little time yet, but uh. um, I don't know. I guess I'm just taking the regular courses. Like, <laughs> uh, you mean like classes? I'm yeah, taking? yeah, classes. Is there a favorite? Um, I don't. Know. I took animal science last year, and that was pretty fun. And last year, I thought I was going to be a vet, and so I did. I thought that was really fun doing animal science. But I, not I don't think I would really want to be a vet anymore, and I think I'd want to be the I'd want I'd want to go to the Coast Guard Academy, and so I've been taking like a lot of math classes and stuff like that that they say you're supposed to take. Now, is is the Coast Guard Academy like some of the other academies? A, a senator or somebody has to nominate you for the uh, to go there, or is that uh, just something that you can? Uh, yeah, you have to have some sort of representative, like Congress representative or something like that. <laughs> I was the, uh, let's see, I don't remember, second or third alternative to, I was going to join the Air Force back in the in the day, back before they had planes, basically, but <laughs> anyway. That, open cockpit, yeah, the old, the old biplanes, you know, <laughs> Snoopy and the Red Baron, that kind of thing. <laughs> so what's, uh, so... What's uh, what are your goals for this year running? Um, well, I'd like to get uh, I'd like to get under eighteen, but we haven't had any. You like, haven't had really yeah, had good, weather yeah. conducive to that. Understand. So what's what's been your best time so far this year? Uh, this year's like I think it was nineteen, around nineteen, like nineteen ten or something like mm-hmm. that. That's that's pretty decent considering the. Uh, conditions yeah. you've had to run or okay um what uh a, as you look back over your running career and and uh, you know you've got a couple more years after this and what kind of uh legacy do you want to uh, want to leave what do you want to be remembered for at south adams high school well i feel like right now i'm remembered as the funny guy at south adams high school and i think i'd like to keep that <laughs> going <laughs> so you're the joker on the team I guess you could say that. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Well, <laughs> gestures, there you go. Well, thanks a lot. You want to hand the microphone on over? And our first young lady off the girls cross-country team, and your name is? Eliza Haroff. And your parents are? Jeff and Terry Haroff. Okay. Um, and how long have you been running cross-country? Um, I've been running since third grade in the Grasshopper Club. The Grasshopper Club, is, that must be one of... Clint, you want to tell us a little bit about your Grasshopper Club? We've heard it pop up here already twice in case you want to recruit for the Grasshopper Club. It's just a program we started years ago. It's open to boys and girls in grades 3 through 5. It's just an after-school club. Um, they meet with us three days a week. There's a handful of elementary races around the area that we get them involved with. Um, actually, this weekend, the day before the South Adams Invitational, we host what's called the Kinderloff, and we do that out at the Swiss Heritage Village, and that's grown quite a bit. Um, so, you know, we anticipate probably 300 kids showing up that day. We run three races. They run a mile, but it's been pretty big for us. I mean, as you go through here, I think every one of them have told you they've started in grasshoppers, so, you know, that's kind of where we plant the seed. Not to take away the thunder of uh, Miss Harriff, but uh, 
what are some of the things you like about cross country? And I, I had a daughter that ran cross country, and I, I know that that's quite the family environment after the race, a little bit before the race, but that dreaded during the race is not the funnest part, right? Yeah. Um, I really love my team, and we're all really close and hang out all the time. And even though running isn't the most fun thing to do, they make it more bearable. <laughs> now, are, are you a hot weather runner, or you like it a little bit cooler? Um, I like it more cooler. You're like a wet runner. You're really like a nice and muddy and sloppy, right? Like you've been oh, training yes. here. Okay. <laughs> what are some of your hobbies outside of cross country that you like to partake in? <laughs> um, I don't do much. <laughs> <laughs> Napping. Um, Napping, reading books. Yeah, I don't read watching books. Watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch Netflix, <laughs> nap, <laughs> hang out with friends. Um do you have any brothers and sisters that are um, involved in running? Yeah, my brother, he did run cross-country, but he manages now. Do you have any pets? Um, Yeah, I have a dog. What's your dog's name? Don't leave the dog out. Izzy. i got to give a sh- Izzy the shout-out. What kind of dog is he? Um, a miniature Izzy, schnauzer. Get that? A miniature schnauzer. Okay. Uh, do you ever take your dog running with you? No. Oh. <laughs> miniature schnauzer, legs a little bit short. You wouldn't be able to run very fast. But, uh, yeah. Um, what grade of school are you in? I'm a senior. Okay. Now, that means at the end of this school year, you're done with high school. What are your plans for the future? Um, I, I'm not sure on a college yet, but I think I'm going to major in graphic design. And I've considered running, but I'm not sure. Bob and I's rule on running is don't run unless somebody bigger than you is chasing you. That's <laughs> yeah, that's the rule. <laughs> don't run unless you have to. Um... What are some of your, what is one of your most embarrassing moments in your cross-country career? Um, well, I've fallen on the track a few times um, during <laughs> practice, <laughs> one, once during ACAC. Well, practice falling is better than falling for real, right? Yeah. yeah, I think I've fallen three times or four times. Yeah, but only once during a meet. <laughs> That's good. Why don't you pass the microphone on to the next young lady? And tell us your name, please. Acacia Anderson. And who are your parents? Clint and Molly Anderson. And uh, Clint's in the room with us. So, uh, you've been up here before many mm-hmm. times. A matter of fact, I- I'm going to tell a little story on you. When you were just a wee little baby, I mean, you were probably a year, maybe two years old. I do some work for your dad, and I don't even remember why we were down there, but we were down there. I think it was on a Saturday morning or something. And I uh, had my son-in-law with me at the time. My son-in-law at the time. He's not my son-in-law any, any longer. But uh, Clint and I were talking, and he kind of took you away from your dad and played with you for like, oh, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes or something. Just a wee little baby, I'll tell you. So I've known you for a long time. <laughs> Which doesn't mean anything other than the <laughs> fact that I, I know. Yeah, she wouldn't remember it. So anyway, uh, how long have you been running? Um... Well, it all started when I was born. <laughs> I would believe that. I would believe that. And uh, what what attracts you to the sport? Um, <laughs> yeah, sort of just always have been in it. Like, there's my mind doesn't even, like, can't comprehend not being in it. <laughs> Can you imagine? She gets up and, oh, I think I'll eat some breakfast. No, you need to go out and run. Can't have any food till you run. Okay. You know, we well, had... that doesn't uh, really happen. 
we had a uh, uh, several years ago had the uh, South Adams swim coach up along with her son, and her son was a pretty good sized fella, and uh, he was a swimmer obviously. And uh, so I asked him the same question. I said, "Why do you just swim?" And he goes, "My mom makes me." You know, just like ugh. so. So do you, do you enjoy running at all? I mean, you can tell us. Yeah, I feel like I feel like um, even if my dad wasn't the coach, I would still do it just because of the team and the environment and stuff. And like, I don't know, it's just something that's really grown on me. Do you participate in any other sports? Track. Track. So you run in track too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Same so, coach. Same coach. Yeah. So. Oh. Oh, okay. So what 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 do you usually run in track? Um, I usually do sprints. I do like the 100 and the 200, and then I do long jump. Oh. Okay. Um, you're a senior this year, aren't you? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what have you got planned for after after you get out of here? Um, I'm not really 100% sure yet, but I think I'd like to try and get into IUPUI's art program and do something with art. No. Mm. Doesn't pay very well, does it? No. I, I, I know from years of experience. Uh, <laughs> so we've got basically got a couple of artists if she wants to go into graphic design and you want to get into an art program. So mm-hmm. I admire that because I can't. I'm not artistic at all. So what kind of embarrassing moments do you have? What's, your, what's been your most embarrassing moment? Mm, not really sure. Um, I've peed during a couple races. We hear that a lot. That's, Surpri- standard, that's standard issue. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, that's just about it. Okay. So what's what's been your best moment running track or cross country? Um, probably just... In general, the overall feeling of whenever you're running a race, not like to like this on the running part, but whenever you're done, like the feeling is just so great. <laughs> That's my best. I'm, I'm finished. Yeah. Okay. We can, I can certainly understand that. I can certainly understand that. So have you set any goals for yourself this year? I mean, uh, do you want to, you know, everybody is obviously out for a personal best, but have you set any goals for yourself this year or for your team? Since you two are seniors, I I, I would assume you're kind of looked to as the leaders of this team. Yeah, I'd say probably my overall goal for this year was just to try to make the season as best as possible since it's my last year. Like, make it enjoyable for my teammates, for myself. Like, just hopefully have a good year. Do you plan on running in college? Mm, No. Okay. That's good. All right, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. But you guys need to – we always let – kids send out shout outs to whoever they want to so we'll be thinking about that and we'll do that when we get back it's their fireplace and outdoor patio solutions is your trusted fire design outdoor living and barbecue experts looking at a fresh remodel project or new construction be sure to check out it's their fireplace designs and outdoor living conventional or modern we have the designs to fit every need new stone siding or outdoor entertainment hits or builds to your desire it's are built patios, pergolas, outdoor kitchens, accompanied with a new green egg smoker, Louisiana pellet grill, or Sabre gas grill can't be matched. Visit us for your custom design solutions. Come to Decatur Hardware and Rental in Decatur Plaza for rental equipment that make quick work of big projects. We have a Mahindra tractor with loader and backhoe, tiller or grader box attachment, or a skid loader with bucket or breaker attachment. Need to get rid of stumps? Dig a trench? 
For post holes, we have equipment for that. Your locally owned hardware store in the same location for 46 years. Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza, your do-it-best store. When life gets in the way of living, it's time to turn to Adams Memorial Hospital Behavioral Health. Hi, this is Carrie Binniger, urging you to consult with our professional team. Depression, anxiety, grief, parenting issues, substance abuse, stress, and family conflict are just a few of the many issues we address. The path isn't always easy, but we're here to help. Call 728-3906. We listen, we give hope, and lives change. Adams Outpatient Behavioral Health's new location is 815 High Street, Indicator. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Welcome back to Hits Your Fireplace and Patio High School Sports Weekly. And uh, now it's time to give our young guests a chance to give a shout-out, and it can be anywhere from your father, even though he's in the room, or your pets at home, or any other friends in your team's school. So, uh, Miss Anderson, if you want to go first. Yes, um, I'd like to give a sister shout-out to Gavin Bullock. I know you're listening. And I'd also like to give a shout-out to Anna Newsbaum. I don't know if you're listening, but I'm shouting you out. Um, I'd like to shout-out my McBesties. They know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to give a shout-out to my favorite manager, Brady Fox. And there's this kid, Race Anderson, who wanted one, too, but, you know. Race. A kid named Race, and he's not on a cross-country team? He is on the cross oh, okay, okay. Perfect name for him. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he's Clint's other cross-country team. Oh, okay. I want to give a shout-out uh, to my gal, Natalie Beal. She's a babe. <laughs> she didn't want me to say that, but... His his parents skipped down to a level lower than the girlfriend. Okay, so it happens sometimes. Clint, we always let our coaches give shout-outs because usually there's somebody, someplace at home that lets you get away with a lot of stuff that uh, usually doesn't get a lot of credit. I got no shout-outs. Got no <laughs> shout-outs. <laughs> I do all my shouting at meets. Okay. All right. If that's all the shout-outs we have, when, uh, we'll move on to our next segment, which is our preview. Tonight, on September 12th, in tennis, it's AC at Homestead, South Adams at Bluffton. Golf, it's South Adams at Norwell. Thursday, September 13th, it's tennis, AC at Blackhawk, Belmont at Hankton North, Norwell at East Noble. In volleyball, it's AC at Woodland, New Haven at Belmont, Bluffton at Southern Wells, Norwell at Leo. In boys soccer, Jay County at Belmont, Southside at Norwell. South Adams at Wayne. In girls soccer, it's Belmont at Jay County. Southside will be at AC. And... It can't be because AC doesn't have a soccer team. Oh. Okay. We're good. My bad. <laughs> Just caught me off guard there. Uh, in golf, Southern Wells will be hosting Bluffton, uh, with hosting Belmont at Bluffton. Friday the 14th of September in football, it's AC at Heritage. Belmont will be at Huntington North, and that's the game that Bob and I will cover. Jay County will be at Bluffton and New Haven at Norwell. Monroe Central at South Adams. Southern Wells will be at Woodland on Saturday the 15th in cross country. AC, Bluffton, and Southern Wells will be at South Adams Invitational. 
Belmont will be at the New Prairie Invitational. Clint, have you guys ever ran up at New Prairie? No. Have you even know about that? Course? Yes. Yeah. It's a pretty famous course. Yeah. Uh, I used to go and watch the kids run there and go to uh, Hamburger Hill, they call it. I don't think it's called Hamburger Hill, but uh, there's a sand hill on that course that eats a lot of kids up. It's it's quite impressive. Okay, Norwell will be at the Flat Rock Invitational in golf. It's at the sectional at Norwell. Volleyball, Belmont is at the Clash at Castown in Ohio, Monday, September 17th. In tennis, AC will take on Bluffton. Belmont will be at Jay County. Norwell will be at Snyder in boys' soccer. New Haven will be at Belmont. Norwell will be at DeKalb. In girls' soccer, Belmont will be at New Haven. Norwell will be at DeKalb. In volleyball, Leo will be at AC. Lures will be at Belmont. Norwell will be at Southside. Tuesday, September 18th. In tennis, it's AC at Cherubusco. Belmont at Columbia City. Norwell at Huntington North. In volleyball, Belmont, I'm sorry, Bluffton will be at AC. Norwell will be at Columbus City. South Downs will be at Jay County. Cross Country Heritage will be at Bluffton. In boys soccer, Norwell will be at Heritage. South Downs will be at Mississippi. Even though it says Mississippi, I know what you meant. In girls soccer, Mississippi will be at South Adams. And Wednesday, September 19th, a week from tonight, Belmont will be at East Noble. In girls soccer, East Noble will be at Belmont. And Norwell will be at Heritage. And that is the upcoming events for this week. Okay. Well, we'll take another break. Be back right after this. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North in Burn and North 13th Street Indicator. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. Itzer Fireplace and Outdoor Patio Solutions is your trusted fire design, outdoor living, and barbecue experts. Looking at a fresh remodel project or new construction? Be sure to check out Hitzer Fireplace Designs and Outdoor Living. Conventional or modern, we have the designs to fit every need. New stone siding or outdoor entertainment? Hitzer builds to your desire. Hitzer built patios, pergolas, outdoor kitchens, accompanied with a new green egg smoker, Louisiana pellet grill, or Sabre gas grill can't be matched. Visit us for your custom design solutions. Are you doing some home improvements? Come to Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza for a rental equipment to make your project easier. For concrete work, we have a power trowel, concrete finish tools, and walk-behind concrete saws. For yard projects, rent a sod cutter, an overseeder, or aerator. Installing pavers? Use the plate compactor and block saw. Your locally owned hardware store in the same location for 46 years. Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza. Your do-it-best store. Welcome back to Hitcher Fireplace Patio Sports Weekly. It is now time for our which which segment is it? Oh, from the archives. 
I'll tell you, I'm getting senile. I really am. He looked at me. It's he like, looked at me with this blank stare. It's like, I was like, Bob, did you uh, have a stroke or you just uh, forget yeah. what's going on? I must have. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, hey, I was uh, – uh, there's a basketball website out there. It's called Hickory Husker that, that has a lot of interesting stuff on it. And uh, Lee Evans found this article, and I thought it was kind of interesting with, with uh, what's going on with uh, Colin Kaepernick or whatever his name is. Uh, it says, oh, say can you see stops game. I wanted to share a short story that I've been researching from the 1930-31 Indiana high school basketball season. Not meant to be a political statement, but rather simply a cool story that simply seems timely. An early season contest between the Sharpsville Bulldogs and the homestanding Kokomo Cats was stopped dead in its tracks with minutes left in the second quarter. The reason? The Kokomo band leader got his signals crossed and thought it was halftime. For no particular reason, band leader Kaler suddenly called for the Star-Spangled Banner. From accounts at the time, Charlottesville center Van Bibbler had just crossed half court and was preparing to shoot. However, as 60-plus horns began belting out the familiar tune, the Bulldog team captain pulled the ball to his side and stood at attention. The rest of the te- players for both teams, taking this cue, stopped where they were on the court and did the same. Bench coaches, substitutes, and referees quickly followed suit, and a quick-thinking timekeeper stopped his watch. The entire gym would stay frozen for the better part of a minute. As the band ceased firing, the players picked up where they'd left off, and young Bibbler resumed his dribble and took his shot. No record of whether it went in or not, but he, was not, but he wasn't called for a double dribble or a travel. That would have been truly un-American, or at least un-Hoosier. Newspaper account at the time closed with this. If there was a moral to this incident, it is that even in Hoosier basketball, our flag is still there. Kokomo went on to win 28-19, to but that hardly seems to matter. Bob, I think we have another from the archives. You posted a picture on your Facebook page of your wife holding a book that you found at a Hallmark store that you published 15, 15 years, years ago. And then they're still selling it. Is, I still get... Uh, is that the only copy left in existence? No, no, I'm... <laughs> I've got a few. I bought a box here a while back, and I've sold several. So no, it still it still moves, and I still get uh, I, I still get a check for a hundred bucks. You get a, get a thirty-eight cent commission check on yeah, it. Yeah, but no, it's uh, yeah, it's I I was amazed that it was there, but I'll tell you what, we found it in a um, uh, 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 Shades uh, State Park. It was there. It was down at um, uh, the one at Mitchell. Uh, it was in. Uh, we found it at the, the uh, 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 IU. Uh, I thought I was going to say Goodwill for Academy me. Hall or it's, it's uh, whatever it is there at IU. What, uh, what what was the book she was holding? It was, it was called Hoosier High School Basketball. What what would you think it would be called? Well, yeah, but it looked like on picture the guy had silk cowboy shirts on. Uh, no. <laughs> it looked like. It looked like he had cowboy think, shirts on. I don't like think Bob, I've ever seen a silk cowboy yeah, shirt. It's like actually. Bob wrote a book about rodeo or something it looked like. So I I was lost. but well, I think, it was Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I just. <laughs> it was a book on Facebook. It but. was a book on Facebook. So yeah, I, that's was, my from the archives, Bob. Okay. I had to, had to bring that one up. That goes back in the, probably the uh, mid to late 1900s. So, yeah, it's been, it, it's been around for a while. But, uh. I was I was rather proud of that book at the time. Now I don't know after hearing you. Um, <laughs> Clint, uh, we we have a history. You've been around us a lot. I mean, we see you almost every Friday night. Other places, uh, we usually look at 
football games coming up. Um, what do you think of the three football game football teams in the area this year? Well, I, the the team I've seen the most of is uh, the Adam Central Jets, and um, they're solid. That's um, I would even go so far as to say they might be better than they were a year ago, and they were pretty solid a year ago. Um, but that that's quality football team. Um, you know, credit to Mosier and his staff for bringing that line along because you know there there was a lot made of that that you know they had a to replace so many guys on the line, but boy, they haven't they haven't missed a beat, and their their backfield's deep. Parker Bates does a nice job running the offense. Um, <clears throat> but they're going to be, they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be a tough team to knock off. Um, I've seen South Adams a few times. I think everybody was kind of scratching their heads first half last week with that heritage ball game. Um, even had a guy tell me this morning he was watching it. And then when halftime rolled around, he was done. He quit watching. He never, he didn't imagine that. Well, they that were down 20, happen. nothing. They turned the ball over five times. In yeah, the first it was, half. it was pretty rough. Right, right, and I think that that was probably that probably played into it more than anybody wants to admit because, you know, all of a sudden you have this guy that's getting the majority of carries in your backfield and he's gone, and now you know, the coaching staff might be, you know, at that point guessing a little bit as to who they want to go with. I mean, I'm sure they had a pretty good idea, but um, you know, sometimes your best idea isn't your or your first idea isn't your best idea. But, uh, boy, when that second half rolled around and they gave that ball to Christian Somerset, uh, it was game, set, match. Well, I was a little late coming into the <coughs> coach's breakfast on Saturday, but I heard Bob interviewing Grant, and he kind of made a comment that Stuber almost hurts him more missing on the defensive side of the ball because he was not as deep defensively mm-hmm. as he was offensively. you got a summer set and you got a Drake Deitch can put it back in the backfield, and you got other guys can run the ball. You can put Miller back in there. But defensively on the other side of the ball, he dropped way down to the guys he thought they really could cover in a defensive backfield that I think on a defensive side of the ball may hurt him as much more so than on the offensive side. Well, and I think another thing that played into that game last week was um, – you know, Heritage was breaking in their new facility, and you know they came out pretty fired up. And you know, I was talking to my wife through the game, and I said, you know, they they need to be careful because you don't want to fall too far behind here, and give this team all kinds of belief that they can come out in the second half and put you away, because they don't they want nothing more than the first game on that turf to be a, a, a victory. So, you know, credit to South Adams. It's a good football team. There's a lot of talent there. Um, but that that first half left you scratching your head and making you just kind of wondering, you know, when's it going to click? Don't you think, though, that he's got a lot of sophomores basically playing? Don't you think that, that that plays into that too? Sure, sure. But a lot of those kids got a lot of playing time last year. I know they year. did. I know they got a lot of playing time, but even so – uh, you know, and they won some games last year, and mm-hmm. you, you, you get down 20 to nothing at halftime, and he, he really fired up the troops at halftime. We talked some about that. Uh, but you get down that far at halftime, and all of a sudden these kids start wondering, uh, are we really as good as we think we are? Mm-hmm. They're still 16-year-old kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That, that factors into a lot of things. Um, you know, every coach will tell you that there's, there's nothing more valuable than good, solid leaders on your team. And, you know, they mentioned that with the Stuber boy as well, that, you know, he was kind of the straw that stirred the drink. He was a good leader. 
And when you take that out, you know, somebody else has to step up. You know, we've kind of gone through it here, you know, with the cross country team, with the boys team, you know, we talk with some kids, you know, it's time to step up. We need some kids to be leaders here because, you know, you, you're around it long enough. You realize how important that is that sometimes it, it's a, it hits the home a lot more when you hear it from one of your peers than whether you just hearing the coach squawk because you hear the coach squawk every day. And, you know, we all grew up watching Charlie Brown. We know what we sound like. Yeah. So, you know, when, when somebody standing next to them says, guys, let's, let's get it together. We got to go, you know, that carries some weight. And so, you know, that's probably the, if there's a missing piece, you know, and I'm just speaking from the outside looking in with the South Adams squad that maybe, maybe that's, they, they need somebody just to really step up and be a good, strong leader here going down the stretch. And if that happens, if, if, if that group gels and, and there's somebody steps up and everybody gets in line and, and follows along, um, it could be a, a very strong team come postseason. Well, you look, they, they've got a bunch of sophomores. They've got some really good athletes on that team. Uh, you look ahead a year, two years, that, that's going to be a scary team right and you know this is a group that's had success all the way through you know from the time that they first strapped on a helmet to to now they've been very very successful and i think one of the traps when that happens is that you know you sometimes you get a little full of yourself and i think what has to happen is some people need to say you know you haven't won anything yet so let's step back and let's really you know keep things in perspective you know, let's let's stay focused, let's stay driven, let's stay hungry, because you know, just simple fact that you've you've done this to this point, you know, w- what do you really have to show for it? And I think you know that that'd be valuable for those kids. I know, I know, from the press box, when you look down, you think, oh, they're just kids playing football. You've been down on the sideline taking pictures. When you go down there, there's some big kids in high school oh, yeah, these days. Yeah. You get down there. I walk out to interview the coaches. Walk out and they're doing their warm-ups and stuff and. You know, they've got that Hernan kids kid out there, that Miller. They're huge. These kids are big, and they're 15, 16 years old. I'm thinking, I know full-grown men that aren't that big, and he's got this team full of he's these guys. He's got a room full of them here. Yeah, right? and, <laughs> and they're, yeah, and these guys, I mean, that team, you know, they get Stuber back next year and he off this knee injury and stuff, but I think that football team's going to be good for a lot of years. Oh, yeah, they've, I mean, you know, going, going back to even last year um, with the talent that they have and what they, you know, what they could become. I mean, yeah, there's South Adams is in the midst of a, a pretty strong run, I would say, and it could last for yeah several years. Uh, the Belmont team, you know, I saw them. I just saw them the one time when they played Adams Central early in the year, and um, you know, I think they're dealing with a numbers thing. And you know, when you're playing in a conference with some of the schools they're facing, I mean, East Noble's a power every year. And New Haven's been strong year after year. Leo's been strong year after year. Um, you know, they're that, that's a tough position to be in when you're trying to break in a young team and you don't have a lot of kids to work with. You're standing on one sideline with 30 and they're staring back at you with 80. You yeah. know, fresh bodies coming all the time. Problem seems to be, and, and <coughs> I, I think uh, Marty Ballard has mentioned this almost every week, turnovers, Yeah. number one, and number two penalties. Yeah. And uh, uh, penalties just killed them in this last game. I mean, just absolutely killed them. And I know they work hard on correcting that, but they've had some really – there were some, you know, 
obviously, I, I, I thought that there was a couple of marginal calls in that, that bowl game that really cost Belmont, but there were some stupid things, too, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and, you know, being members of the media, you know, we're always looking for something fresh out of a coach. You know, we, you know, you, you hear the same things all the time, and, and you hear them in their pregame, you know, what's the keys tonight? Well, they always say, hang on to the ball, hang mm-hmm. on to the ball. And, it, you know, you just – it's one of those things you've heard it so much – it kind of hits the wall and falls to yeah. the ground. But it's the truth. But it, it is the truth. You know. And you know, you you harken back to some of the games we've seen this year. Turnovers are are, are one massive. One of my one of my favorite Bobby Knight sayings <laughs> is, "Victory favors the team that makes the fewest mistakes." Yeah. Yeah, and and Friday night it was evident Belmont gets the ball back, tie score. They got five minutes to drive that ball down. Wilder scrambling, trying to do the right thing, and there's a kid laying on the ground, and he bangs the ball into the kid's helmet. Ball comes out and the ball falls right underneath the kid's lap on a seven-yard line. They go in and go up. I mean, Belmont is in that game ready to win, and it's like just that, like that, it happens and it turns. They drive back and just can't finish at the end. What's that called? Defeat snatched from the jaws yeah, of victory. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, and and you know the the uh, the thing is, you you you're getting to the point that you almost feel sorry, you know. Uh, for the team and its coach, and and we we talk to Marty every week, and it's, you know, coach, what can you do? You know, and well, we can do this and do this, and we'll fix this and we'll fix that. But uh, you know, there there are times when you look at it and you just go, well, what can I do? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, when you get to that point, and the gosh, the last thing you want to hear is somebody feeling sorry for yeah. you because you know I, you're I out know. you're out there doing everything you can try to get better. And that's that's what you do is you just step I back. Had a, I had a coach tell me one time, and it made a lot of sense. He said, we don't coach these teams to lose. We don't coach these teams to turn the ball over. We don't coach these teams to make penalties. Sure. You know, so that's things that we don't do. Sure. And, yeah. you know, some kid goes out there and, you know, throws an interception. Yeah, uh, throws an interception. I guarantee you when he let go of that ball, that wasn't his intent. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Definitely. He, so, you know, they're doing the best they can, and – you know, when you step back and the bottom line is high school sports, and as long as they're having a good time and they're getting something out of it, that's that's the most important thing. You know, when you sometimes get blinded by, you know, winning and things like that, and and, and you lose focus of what's really important. And, you know, you're, you're trying to mold teenagers into learning how to work together, learning how to work hard, learning how to be dependable. You know, that's one of the things I'll tell kids is, one of the one of the worst things you can ever hear is that you're you're not dependable, and you know just as an employee, as a as a spouse, as a as a family member, you know you you want people to depend on you, and so you, that's one of the things you learn from being a part of this. And you know whether whether you're winning or losing, you can still be dependable. You can still be out there working hard, and when when you stop doing that, then you've lost sight and you're not really part of the program. And that's when maybe it's time to get out and go do something else. Yeah. Get money for that car or something. <laughs> you know, I, I think for kids to participate in high school sports, it's got to be at some level it has to be fun for them. And once that fun is gone, we've seen it over the years. I mean, you see kids that just, I'm not going to play anymore. I'm not going to do it. Or they, you know, they're an excellent athlete in high school, but they won't even consider playing in college. And you know, it's, it's reached a point where it's not fun for me anymore. And, Clint, I think that's one of those things that um, as a cross-country coach or a track coach, there's only so much you can do. You can look at a group of kids, and you're going to have one that's really fast, and you know that kid's going to be fast. And you have some that are slow. You can only make them so fast 
But in cross country, I mean, you need that third, fourth, fifth runner to be up in the numbers to get you there as a team. I mean, what are some things that you try and stress to these kids? Look, I know you're not the fastest kid in this course, but I need your numbers, so you need to improve every week. You know, we talked about some stuff like this very early on in the season, and I told these kids, you know, I could I could roll out here with the greatest workout in the world, or I could roll out here and not have a clue what I'm doing. I could be the best coach in the world. I could be the worst coach in the world. I could be the best coach in the state. It doesn't matter. None of that matters until the light comes on inside them. Mm-hmm. When that happens, then you got something to work with. You know, you'll have lukewarm kids coming to you year after year, and you know, you you work with them. You try you, and you push them. You try you try to find something that flips that switch and turns that light on, but. You know, a lot of times that's something that has to happen within them. That's something that they, you know, if you don't care and love what you're doing, that light's never going to come on. So that's one of the things we really stress. That's one of the things we try to do. And, you know, maybe that's a reason why our numbers aren't that great, because there aren't a lot of kids that want to go to that level and, and, and be that committed to it, because you have to be. And so you know, maybe over the course of time, some of the, you know, we've had, there's probably as many kids walking the halls at South Adams right now that were part of our team and no longer are than there are that are still on the team. And that's part of it. You know, that light didn't come on for them or it was on for a little while and then something else took their focus away. So, you know, as a coach, you count your blessings when you have enough of them to be competitive night after night or year after year whatever it is day after day when you have enough of them and you know i'm fortunate enough i feel like i do and i know some of the other programs do they feel like they've got those kids but you know that's that's special and when that happens and then you've got something to work with that's when your three four and five runners start to perform for you so and sometimes that's even harder at a smaller school because you've got fewer people to deal sure, with. Sure, sure. You know, obviously. Yeah. I mean, a, a Carroll or Homestead might have 100 people out playing the football dress for their varsity football games, but you might be dealing with 37 or 32. We went up to Homestead one night and did a uh, did a, a broadcast of football game, and they had every number filled from 00 to 99, <laughs> you know? And when they come out of their dressing room, it looked like a freight train leaving, you know? I mean, it, it really did. Belmont standing on the sideline with 35 players or something, you know, and uh, as a coach, you know, you're you're looking over and thinking, man, that's that's going to intimidate these kids, right? And but you're telling them, don't let it intimidate you, you know. Oh, We've got 35 kids. 22 players. Yeah, only 22 can, only, you know, only 11 can be on the field at a time for each team. So sure. Anyway, I I don't know. It just it just uh, uh, it's it's one of those things, and you're right about them finding finding the light, you know, at some point in time. It'll click, yeah, if they stick with it. Yeah, and you know, you, you you might get a kid that when they first come to you, maybe not the ideal build for a runner. Maybe, maybe just you know, going through we the were motions. Talking about that on the way down here. Yeah, <laughs> the ideal build for a runner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not me. That's for sure. I don't I don't know what that conversation was, but I can imagine. But um, yeah, you know, you you work with them. And I was just talking with somebody the other night about this and I said you know I'll never give up on a kid until they give up on us yeah and then at that point you know it's up to them you know to find something that makes makes it click for them 
may not be with us. It may be something else. It may be, you know, it may be getting a job and doing something else. But, you know, I think that's part of what we're supposed to do as coaches is help find them, help them find that thing that really motivates them. And then, then they learn from that. Well, we'd like to thank you for coming up tonight. We really appreciate it. Always do. And it's it's always fun. And, and I know we'll have you back in the springtime when it's track season. We'll get you back yeah. up on here. But Always look forward to the South Adams Track Invitational yeah. because <laughs> the wind blows and it rains. And, and <laughs> also known to referred to by Bob and the rest of the GBD crew, the night of a thousand names. It actually <laughs> takes us probably as long to go through the list of the top finishers in that meet <laughs> as it does to announce the whole meet. You know, I'll it. tell somebody, it's like, they say, what, what sports do you guys cover on WZBD? Well, we do a track meet. And they go, you cover a track meet on radio? It's like, yeah, everybody loves it because the kid that finishes fifth place got his name announced once because yeah. in the lineup, <laughs> he got his name set. Do you still do the DFL stuff, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, yeah. It's hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> one, I, one night, we did high school football on Friday. Bob couldn't do the DFL game, so I did the DFL game. And then later on that night at Bob Wortham Stadium, that semi-pro team was playing. So I went and watched the Patriots play. It's like I saw all realms of football <laughs> ability in one weekend. <laughs> I, when, I, when I do that game, I take a tape recorder that I can shut off between plays. Because <laughs> it takes forever for them to get back. It takes forever. But, no, it's a lot of fun. And, and the kids seem to enjoy it. We get the DFL up here then, uh, you know, to explain what they're doing. And you, you know, when Bob's doing play-by-play for a high school team, it's like, you know, quarterback hands off, the kid runs around the corner, and somebody tackles him. In DFL, he takes a hike, and then he hands it off. And he's still running. These kids' little legs are just like it's like everything's like slow motion. It's just it's just hard to hard to get that. They play the game in between like the 30s. They just do a little bit of time. They can't have those big long runs. <laughs> do we want to do prognostication? What we got uh, planned yeah, up here? What do you think? We've got. Uh, of course, we're doing Belmont and Huntington North. And I'm going to pick Belmont to win a game. I, I you know what I'm going to predict? I'm going to predict that we're going to have the best food in a press box have of you all been season. In Huntington North. Uh, oh. They, it's it's a it's like a three level and they have food on two levels, so you know you can kind of and one one year we were over there they had shrimp I mean it was just <laughs> nicest that? spread that we've ever seen at a football game but yeah. uh, well I take that back we did do a state championship game that yeah. uh, that one year yeah. yeah the oil can had some good food yeah they did have some good food <laughs> down there that's how we rate places you know used to rate them by popcorn now we rate them by food yeah well you're. <laughs> Your tastes of yeah, that my tastes have gone up a little bit. You're more sophisticated now than. How do you feel about uh, uh, let's see, South Adams and Monroe Central? That ought to be a great game. That should be a good game, but you know what? Um, looking at some of the results from the Monroe Central games, you know, I I know they're I know they're a good team. I know they're a good team, but um, you know, maybe maybe a little too highly rated for the teams that they've played to this mm-hmm. point in the season. But a lot of those rankings are based off of what you did the year before. Yeah, that is true. And I believe they were a semi-state team the year before. Yeah. But I tell you what, that guy that guy turns everything around. He was at Bluffton for just a small time back in the maybe late 90s, early 2000s. And had a pretty good run there, but I think he only lasted two or three years and went to Muncie Central mm-hmm. and really had that thing going. And then that school system's had its issues, and then he jumps over to Monroe Central, and I mean they that 
they've only had football for maybe yeah but they, he might have hit that at the right time because they're getting a lot of they're getting a lot of students there out of the Muncie school systems so sure sure particularly the south side students so yeah but he's he's done a wonderful job turning programs around mm -hmm. and then you know he he's had pretty good runs of success but you know it's that games at south adams i think those kids learned a valuable lesson last I think week they did. Um, they they don't want to lose at home, uh, right? You know, right? I, mean, I think a, um, I think I think they win, and I think it sets up just a absolute a awesome matchup for the following yeah. week when they host Adam Central. And Adam Central has who do they have? They play Heritage. They're Heritage, Heritage. That's right. Yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah, I think Adam Central will be able to handle things there. And I don't know a lot about Huntington North. Um, they're down this year yeah. a little, yeah. And uh, I, I, in in talking with Coach Ballard, that's that's a game he feels that his team could win, should win. Yeah. And uh, they got I, I, recruit kids big, like six five, three hundred. Yeah. Oh, Lyman. Michigan State, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So, but it it ought to be interesting if nothing else. Yeah. So. All right, well, we're going to wrap things up. That's our show for this week. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. We will have the Belmont-Huntington North game for you on Friday night and the coach's show on Saturday morning. So until then, uh, stay safe, stay dry, and uh, enjoy this nice weather. <laughs>